Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our first reading this morning comes from Psalms, chapter 55, verses 16 through 2. As for me, I call to God and the Lord saves me. Even morning and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. He rescues me unharmed from the battled waged against me, even though many oppose me. God, who is enthroned from of all, God, who is enthroned from of old, who does not change, he will hear them and humble them because they have no fear of God. My companion asks his friends. He violates his covenant. His talk is smooth as butter, yet war is in his heart. His words are more soothing than oil, yet they are drawn swords. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteousness be shaken. We now continue this morning with our scripture reading. Matthew chapter 1, verses 35 through 39, and Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. Very, very early in the morning, while it is still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you! Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us, forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. I encourage you to have your bulletins handy. Has uh, your compass guide in there. It does have your scriptures and your questions to reflect on throughout the week, but it also has that space uh, to jot down a couple of those nudges from the Spirit. And for all of you watching at home, if you have not printed out your bulletin, just grab a piece of paper uh, so that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, uh, you can listen, you can write, and you can remember. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we come striving to hear your word. And so God, I ask that, uh, that during this time that you open our hearts and our minds to, to truly accept the words that you have for us and that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, today we begin a new worship series. We begin a worship series that focuses on our prayer life. And so maybe I should begin with a question. One that we can ask, maybe even when we finish this series, to see where we are at the end. How is your prayer life? How is your prayer life today? Do you find yourself in moments of prayer every day? Maybe every week? Once a month? Or only on occasion, like when your world seems to be falling apart? When do you spend time in prayer? Do you do, you do all the talking? Offering a list of needs or concerns for God to answer? Or do you leave time for silence? Do you leave time for God's guidance in your life? Here's another good question. Do you really believe that prayer makes a difference? Do you really believe that prayer makes a difference? Because if we do, prayer isn't optional. If we truly believe that prayer makes a difference, prayer is not optional. I mean, you need to be able to see how everything hinges on how we answer that question of whether or not prayer makes a difference. You may have noticed, I know that on the table as you came in, the the larger table, uh, there were a couple of cards uh, that were back there that you might want to use. You can actually see those on your way out. You can catch those. We'll also have those throughout, the, uh, throughout this series. But you also might have noticed when you came in that there's a, there's a cross over on the west side of the sanctuary. Uh, it's our prayer cross. It has all kinds of votive candles in it. Uh, and it is a prayer station. It has a kneeler in front of it with a, with a lighter so that you can light a candle as you say a prayer. We've created this prayer station for all of you. This is there for you to use before, during, or after worship. At any moment, I mean, if you feel that, that you need to go over and spend a little bit of time in prayer, even in the middle of a, of a sermon, 
that doesn't bother me. <laughs> because you're going over to have a conversation with our almighty creator. So if you feel that need at any time during the service, before or after, I encourage you to do that, to go over to the prayer station and spend some time in prayer and light a candle. Spend as much time as you need. So as we begin this, this morning, I want to share with you where we are going during this series. Obviously, this worship series is about prayer, and while there is so much that we can say about prayer, I just want to focus on a few things. I want to focus on breakthrough prayer. Recognizing God's moments and answers to prayer. Those are kind of the three that we'll go over during this series. And finally, actually I should say there's another one. And finally, having a discussion about persistent prayer. And what does persistent prayer mean for us? I mean, there's so much we can talk about when it comes to language and the posture of prayer. And while I hope to cover much of it, I know that there will still be some parts that we just don't have time for. However, if you worship with us on Wednesday nights during our Pathways Guided Worship, I think I'm going to try to focus a little more on prayer during those times as well. I think when we first start talking about prayer, there are a few things that, that we think about. When you think about prayer, what, what are those things? For you, it may be a dinner prayer, one that happens just before a meal. Or maybe it was the kid's prayer that, that goes like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. How many of you have memorized that prayer as you were growing up? Maybe you immediately think about the scripture passage that we had this morning, the Lord's Prayer, the one that we recite each week during our prayer time, during worship. I've always said that it was the easiest prayer to say, but the hardest prayer to live out. There's some challenging parts in that prayer. And maybe when we share it together a little bit later this morning, you can think about how God is challenging you in the middle of that prayer. We heard it in the reading from Matthew. We praise God and proclaim that God's kingdom will come. We also affirm that God's will would be done here just as it is in heaven. We ask for provisions, the things we need from day to day. This might be food, but it might also be wisdom and strength, courage or hope and faith. We want to be forgiven just as we have forgiven. Now, if you really want to dive into this, the words are very challenging. I don't know if you heard that in the Scripture passage. Does it mean that we will be forgiven only as we have forgiven others? And if that's true, does that mean that, that if we only partially forgive someone, does that mean that God will only partially forgive us? That is a discussion for another day. Because that could be a sermon all in its own. We also want to be led. We want to be guided away from temptation and evil. Again, a simple prayer, but incredibly hard to live into. However, today I want to talk to you about this certain kind of prayer. The certain prayer that I had mentioned before called breakthrough prayer. And it involves asking God for some pretty scary things. 
in essence, we are asking God to break through any barriers that are keeping us from fulfilling God's will for our lives, both as individuals and as the church. So let me ask you this. What would this church look like if God removed all the barriers that we and others put in the way of truly living into God's great plan for us? If finances weren't an issue, if able and willing people weren't an issue, if abilities weren't an issue, what could we accomplish? What could we accomplish? I would say that that vision would be glorious. We would see people's lives changed. New members who are longing to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ and wanting to serve this community and the world around us. I would think that we could see small groups gathering throughout the week, studying God's Word. We would see an increase. An increase in our service through pads, soup kettle, crisis center, spirit lake, Redbird, and so many others. When the people in Elgin... When people in the Elgin community talk about Journey of Hope, they would mention things like, we don't know what we would do without these wonderful people. And when people within the church, all of you, talk to each other, it would be as friends who couldn't imagine their lives without each other. This is the vision that I have for Journey of Hope. So how do we get there? I think it all starts with prayer. This is where we are filled with the Holy Spirit when we are given tools, wisdom, and strength to accomplish all that God has in store for us. You see, Paul writes a passage uh, in the book of Ephesians. It's Ephesians 3.20, and it says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think, according to the power at work within us. We have God's power in us, and if we tap into that power through prayer, God will do immeasurably more through us but we need God to break through. We need God to break through. You see, we have a way of putting barriers up. We, have, we put barriers up in our lives. Sometimes it's because we're afraid that we might fail. And so we sabotage our own plans. We make up excuses so that we don't have to try. Or sometimes the world around us places those barriers in our paths. Possibly with, with funding, with people, or maybe even with abilities. Whatever those are, we need God to break through them. This is where the idea of breakthrough prayer comes in. And this is why I say, this can be scary. Because we're asking for something pretty big. So I want to quick talk, quickly talk about three different types of breakthrough prayer. They are threshold, archer, and prevailing. 
Now, understand that, that all of these ideas have come from Sue Nilsson Kibbe, uh, who is actually partnering with us in our doctoral program. Uh, I say our doctoral program because we're all traveling this journey together. Uh, and many of those that are on my congregational resource team have already heard about some of these types of prayer. These prayers will help us to discern God's plan for not only our individual lives, but also for journey of hope for this church. And for this reason, I'm asking you to use these prayers and share the answers that you have received. Because I truly believe that God will speak through all of you. First is this threshold prayer. Now, when I think of a threshold, I think of a doorway. The threshold is that little piece of the door jam that you have to step over as you enter into the house or into a business or into the church or any other building that you may enter into. Now, I don't know about you, but there are many times that I enter uh, stores or even, frankly, rooms in my house not knowing what I'm looking for. (laughs) I might have known, but I just don't remember at that moment. I know that I need to step into this space, but I'm not sure exactly what it is that I need. Many of you probably experienced that this past Christmas season as you searched for that special gift for someone, hoping that when you got there, you would just know. An item would jump off the shelf and say, this is for this particular person. But you see, this is kind of the way the threshold prayer works. It's also known as as a holy surrender. It's giving everything up to God and saying that that you are not sure what God has in store, but that we trust in God's plan. That's a little scary. Asking God for his plan and simply trusting wherever God is going to lead us. I mean, it seems pretty simple, but, but think about what you're asking of God. Everything. That's what. Remove the barriers, God, and show us your plan for us. The next is the archer's prayer. This is also known as the pickaxe prayer because it usually is it, because usually when we pray this, we know the direction that we want to go. We understand God's plan and know the heading that we are on, but we need something along that journey. Something specific has come up that we need. Maybe it's strength, maybe it's knowledge, maybe it's uh, special tools or an extra able-bodied person or just an open door or a barrier removed. This may come when we've decided on a new ministry, a new small group, or a mission. We We begin to pray specifically for the outcome And God to make his presence known to us as we plan and as we execute that plan. And finally, we have the prevailing prayer. I guess this is pretty self-explanatory because it is all about consistency even in the face of uncertainty. Some have called this the upsurge prayer because it may seem like you are on the ground, flat on your face, and nothing seems to be going right. You're pretty sure that you know the direction God is calling you, but you can't seem to find the next step. Many times we feel frozen in our tracks, scared to take that next step because we're not sure that it's the right one. 
If you remember last week, I, I talked about my calling in ministry. I was certain that God had called me into ordained ministry, but I, I couldn't see a way through. I couldn't see a way that I could make it financially. My prevailing prayer was that God would provide a way for this to happen. And through the grace of God and a generous man from Rockford, God provided all that I needed to continue on this journey that God had planned for me. When it doesn't seem like anything can happen, through prevailing prayer, God will provide. Prayer makes a difference. This is why Jesus taught his disciples about it, giving them a pattern prayer to recite, not so that they could have words that they would say, but so that they could follow a pattern and witness God in action through those words. Do you believe that prayer works? Do you truly believe that prayer works? Again, this worship series and the whole 531 initiative hinge on that question. Does God answer prayers? Yes. Yes, God answers prayers. But we also have to realize that even unanswered prayer at times is an answer in itself. Remember that God knows far more than we could ever imagine. And God's plans are higher than our plans. So while we question how prayers are answered, we must trust God. One way of doing this is, is to keep a prayer journal. I've mentioned this before. But just write out your prayers or just the things that you are praying for. And then I think when you go back after a little time and read what it is that you were talking to God about, maybe a month or two ago, you will be amazed at the answers that you will see. Let me finish this morning by telling you a little bit about this 531 initiative. Because it isn't just a worship series. This is a way of life. The 531 initiative. This is a prayer initiative where I'm asking you to add a little prayer to your existing prayer life. If you don't have a steady prayer life, then I will ask you to start with a short little prayer. And the prayer is this. I think the words I've got. Creator God, break through our lives and journey of hope with new opportunities, new life, and new power to do far more than we could ever imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. This is a very short prayer, one that you can memorize. Now, I know that you probably weren't able to write that down fast enough. So I'm going to make it easy on you. When you leave the sanctuary this morning, I'm going to be handing out these little cards. Each one of you will get one of these little cards. Uh, and basically what this is, uh, it talks about the breakthrough prayer, but it also includes that breakthrough prayer on there for you. So put it in your purse, put it in your jacket, post them on your bathroom mirror, your fridge, or anywhere else that you will see it daily. On the back, gives you a little more direction of what it actually is, just as a reminder. And so here's what I want you to do. There is a certain time of day 
that I want you to pray this prayer. 531. (laughs) Now, I know what you're probably thinking, because this can be 531 in the morning. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) 531 in the evening. You don't have to do both, although I would encourage you to do both if you can. You may be asking why 531. Isn't there a better time? Time when we may be awake in the morning? Uh, Maybe. But 531 has a significance for Journey of Hope. And this is why the Congregational Resource Team, uh, as we talked about this, came up with this time. If you remember, our first worship service together as a merged congregation was May 31st, 531. And so for the next couple of months, I would love for you to be faithful in your prayer time with this simple prayer, even if it's not at that time. If you end up starting a prayer at 7 o'clock at night, please just throw that in there. But I do encourage you at 531, either in the morning or in the evening, to pray this prayer as a church. Asking God to remove barriers and then seeing where God leads us as individuals and as journey of hope. Pray the prayer. I'll even ask you to do one other thing. If, you, if, if you're tech savvy enough and you want to try this, video yourself praying this prayer. Different locations, maybe at your house, maybe uh, after it warms up outside. Uh, but videotape yourself praying this prayer. Share it on our Facebook page. Share it with me. Maybe we can share a few of those in worship of you praying this prayer wherever you may be that, that particular day. In order to help us along our journey, I'm also introducing something else, and this is what I initially started talking about this morning and, and kind of laid off for a moment because it wasn't quite time, but there are these little cards that are on the back table. Uh, it's a 531 initiative card, uh, and basically what it is is it's a card that says, I know Jesus was real and present in worship. Because, and then there's some blank lines that you can fill out. Uh, On the bottom of it, you say, because it says, I want others to know my story. You may share it, and then you can check either using your name, and you can put your name on the bottom, or you can say anonymously. And then during worship, I can share some of these. Where you have experienced Jesus in worship, during prayer. And so I encourage you to to have those. Those cards will be uh, at the Welcome Center. Actually, they'll be on the table uh, after worship, but they will also be there next week and the week after and the week after that. So I encourage you to pick those up and fill out one of those and tell me where you've experienced Jesus during worship. I'd want to share these with everyone here so that everyone can experience what you experienced. And so I hope... I hope that we're all ready for this. Because you know what? I'm not sure where God's going to lead us. I'm not sure where, when God removes the barriers, I'm not sure what doors are going to open. But I know that wherever God leads, God will provide. And so I encourage us 
to take this journey of hope together. Will you pray with me? God, we are asking for some pretty big things. God, we are asking for barriers to be removed. We are asking for doors to be opened. We are asking for new life and new vision. God, we are asking you to guide us. And while we don't know exactly where that is right now, we trust that you will lead us in your path. That you will lead us on this journey of hope exactly where you want us to be. And so God, as we begin this initiative, if we begin, as we begin this 531 initiative, God, break through our lives and the lives of journey of hope with new opportunities, new life, and new power to do far more than we could ever imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. And so as we get ready to go forth from this place, I'm going to invite you to a special place today. And that place is right across the hall uh, because we have breakfast for you today. So I'm not sure that you ate breakfast before you came to worship, uh, but we do have some breakfast that's, that's next door. So I encourage you all to go over there and, and share in a wonderful meal and some additional conversation and fellowship time as worship continues during our fellowship time. Uh, I also want to tell you that when you leave, just be careful. I know it was slippery as you came in. Hopefully it's getting a little better. We've, I've seen the guy driving by a couple of different times, uh, laying down a little more salt. Uh, so hopefully by the time we do end up going outside, it'll be a little bit easier for us to get to our cars, but be very careful. And once again, make sure that when you come out, you stop by, see me, make sure you pick up one of those little cards uh, so that you can take that home with you. So on your way out, just make sure that you know that the love of God the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.